What a fascinating yet challenging time to be a leader. And in this Leading by Nature series, I interview pioneering leaders from diverse organizations, exploring future fit leadership and organizational development. I'm Giles Hutchins, executive coach, senior advisor and author of many books, the latest being Leading by Nature, which explores the inner nature and outer nature of the organization and the inner and outer nature of the leader as they journey toward regenerative futures. Welcome to the Leading by Nature podcast with myself, Giles Hutchins, and my guest today, Véronique Letellier, Head of Culture and Innovation for AXA Climate. Thank you so much, Véronique, for being here with me today. Thank you, Giles. So we're going to dive straight in, as always. And if you could start, please, Véronique, by sharing a little bit about AXA Climate's reason for being, its, it's passion and its purpose. Um, this is a French company. You can recognize that with my accent, I guess. Uh, there is 200 team members worldwide with a lot of scientists and four activities, training, insurance, consulting, and, and finance. Uh, a very organic culture with an organization as a living system. We've got ecosystem, domains, and, and rituals co-developed by by squad of, of team members. And um, regarding the, the our purpose, until last December, our purpose was about climate adaptation to help companies uh, tackling climate risks. And in, um, in December last year, we decided to change our purpose. And our new purpose is to make regenerative business universal. And uh, for me, this is the most uh, exciting, enthusiastic, inspiring purpose. Um, of course, we we know this is a, a North Star. This is something uh, inaccessible. But um, what it means is that we do not only help companies to adapt to climate change, but that we help them to to, to address the, the real issue of the current crisis, the, 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 this company quantitative logic, and we help them transforming themselves. And uh, uh, a regenerative business uh, regenerates the conditions conductive to life on Earth. Uh, and for me, what could be more more inspiring, more more meaningful than uh, than this? Well, I mean, you're speaking my language and in a French accent. What can I, I, I can't ask for more on this podcast. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's wonderful. I mean, music to my ears, quite frankly, uh, making uh, regenerative business universal. What a purpose. That's got to be up there uh, in the top three of the world, in my, in my opinion. So um, why, why, I mean, how, I think first, how do you go about doing this? Well, for, when, when we changed our purpose, we, we knew that, reducing harm, sustainability is not enough, and that infinite growth in a finite world is just not possible. And, and the companies, you know, they do not have bad intentions as such, but, but they keep replicating the same models. And, um, you know, that there is this quote for Einstein that I like. He, he said, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And when we try to resolve a problem, in reality, we are just moving the problem from one place of the world to, to, to another. We are not resolving anything. And we are always doing the same thing because we do not challenge the way we think. Uh, by changing the way we think, we can change our actions and the effects of our actions. 
and there is no better way of thinking than the living system thinking. Because living system, they exist for billions of years, you know, very successfully. Um, in reality, everything is a continuum of living systems. Nothing is uh, isolated. Uh, there are no simple, uh, you know, uh, cause to effects relationships. And um, we are used to identify, you know, the causes uh, uh, of the problems and then uh, to, to blame the person responsible for, for that problem. Uh, we are used to, to think in a machine-based metaphors, you know, but the consequences is that we oversimplify what is happening and, and we do not understand what is happening systemically. We have lost the view of the integrated rules, you know, and um, this is because of centuries of separation with nature between male and female, between inner and outer. We have lost this view. You explained that very, very clearly in the, the, the first chapter of uh, relative leadership. And uh, uh, for me, that's why a relative business, you know, not only understand its role in serving the living, but it organizes itself as a living system. And it does not mean just, you know, having a net positive impact. It means something much more profound than this. It means serving the development of the capacity of the living system, you know, and both human and non-human. And a regenerative business is a, a living system in reality. Well, yeah, I mean, there's so, so much there I could dive into in different angles. So let's just stay with the last bit you said, which is um, serving the developmental capacity of the living system, the the human and the more than human. So let's just uh, go with that, because um, um, I, I could easily go down the path of exploring um, living systems principles and so forth. But for now, you know, how do you go about then doing that? How do you help other companies um, actually engage in this important mindset shift that you talk about what, what what are you providing that enables companies to do this we created butterfly and butterfly this is a school about regenerative business and we launched our first 10 weeks digital course last may with the first cohort of more than 200 people the second court starts mid-september in french and the english court will start in october and um, in this uh, introduction to objective business course, there is more than 60 micro learning videos, uh, applied learning exercises, more than 40 practitioner podcasts, like the one you did yourself, Giles. And there is as well Laura Storm, Daniel Wall, John Fulton, uh, Fridge of Capra, and, and a lot of practitioners. And there is, uh, during this course, two live sessions per week. One is about decrypting the business models. And, and the second one, we call it slow down. And uh, in this uh, slow down live, we practice the regenerative thinking on concrete uh, uh, situation. And all the pedagogy of the course is based on the living principle. Uh, we give very concrete tools like the living compass and the tic-tac-toe methodology. We show very concrete use cases, just like uh, Vivo Barfoot in the UK, that uh, this is a company that you are coaching, uh, Giles. Uh, and for me, this is really the, the school of, of discernment. This means that we help companies uh, to change their pair of glasses. Uh, we help them to see the world in a 3D dimension rather than seeing just a, a flat uh, world. And we help them becoming living system, serving life. And um, 
and you know that that word butterfly we call the school butterfly because for a caterpillar to become a butterfly something should die and this is this quantitative logic that this current world view and we call it butterfly as well because we hope that there will be a lot of butterfly effects, you know, uh, as well. Uh, and in a regenerative spirit, you know, the most important is all this indirect work, this uh, butterfly uh, effects. Well, I just w- want to emphasize here to the listener on the podcast how fundamentally important at this time uh, th- that we're in with all the multiple crises that are facing humanity and wider civilization and the economy and the business environment and increased volatility that we have a, an organization here with a global reach an insurance company that has adapted and evolved now uh, its purpose serving helping business uh, regenerative business become universal has launched a very comprehensive um, very professional program online that is engaging all sorts of practitioners all the way through to CEOs of different companies around the world. Now, the first uh, uh, trance is actually in French um, um, to engage with the French um, speaking part of the world, um, but then it will also roll out in in, in English uh, later this year. And this is, this is a profound undertaking. I, I would like to acknowledge that. And thank you, Véronique, for being right at the heart of this. And Antoine, your, your CEO, who I've also had the pleasure yeah. of coaching on this journey. I mean, it really is kind of hats off uh, to you. So thank you. Now, if we dive a little bit more into AXA Climate itself, uh, you know, its own, as you know, I like to talk about the outer nature of the organization and the inner nature of the organization. And the outer nature is obviously the value propositions, and you're showing how you're adapting and evolving, transforming your purpose, your propositions to actually enrich um, the relationships you have with other parts of the business, society, and the environment. Now, in terms of your inner nature, your culture, what are the challenges and opportunities of actually transforming to a regenerative culture in your experience? Uh, Antoine Delouane, our CEO, did already a podcast about our culture with, with you. But what, what I think is really fascinating with both AXA Climate and the Butterfly Project is that the outer is exactly the same as the inner. For instance, we launched the Climate School. Two, two years ago, this is an online training. And, and today there is more than 4 million employees that have access to the course worldwide. But for that to happen, we had to go through a process of, lear- of learning ourselves for, for one year. And all the co-creators of the Butterfly School will tell you the same if you interview them. The, the course is the exact expression of what we lived in our own collective journey to, 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 together. This is completely fully aligned and uh, during the project the more we opened to the flow of creation the more we deepened our relations and the easier the project was growing and this is really a life-changing experience it was for me but it was for all the co-creators of this uh, butterfly project and i don't know how it works (laughs) and i would probably never know but this perfect alignment between the inner and the outer is really, really fascinating. And after four years at AXA Climate, it still surprises me. But, but maybe you can have uh, some explanation about this because um, this is something that is really uh, strange, you know. Yes, I mean, it's, right, it's right at the heart of what I've been exploring in my work through Nature's Wisdom and how this inner and outer alignment actually allows for a force, a wisdom to come through. 
and often ancient wisdom traditions have known this for millennia and, and, and many people today know this but the large mainstream have completely forgotten this and have tuned you know have really focused on the outer and impoverished the inner um, but actually the inner in, in many regards is informing the outer or it's, it's creating an informatory um, input so what you're describing here is not only fascinating because of the inner and outer relationship on any journey um, that is regenerative but the fact that you're doing it at a living systems level and then also an ecosystem level across the whole you know the wider ecosystem of different uh, companies you're engaging with that's what makes i think this such an important case study and what you're describing is emergence in process the evolutionary uh, unfolding of how life works by you really authentically engaging in the learnings that you're doing and undertaking them and then sharing them on the course allows for that authenticity to come through and the rich learning experience to be of a different quality a different order of pedagogy to use your expression than um, a, a mechanistic kind of um, waterfall approach so it's it's very integral and um, really heartened to hear this what would you say are the advantages of a of a regenerative culture you know for other people listening you know it, it's hard work quite frankly engaging in becoming a regenerative culture and, and as we both know it's a sort of journey of becoming it's not a destination it's a never-ending journey of deepening of unfolding why though why would an organization want to what are the advantages it brings yes you're right it's a question of being not of acting um, if i speak about my own personal experience uh, for me, the advantage is this is using the the, the flow as as a compass. Um, in fact, you do not have to, to think anymore. You just have to follow the flow, you know, to sense it. And this is much easier and much more natural than all this sorting, you know, in in the head. And sometimes this is very obvious. There is a lot of synchronicity happening, you know, where the flow is going. And sometimes this is very uh, subtle. And this flow as a, as a compass, you know, means that there is much, much more joy, more simplicity, more connection to life itself. Um, the, the image I am very often using in my mind is um, trailing the flow, you know, just like uh, uh, on a horse. And um, another image is being just like, you know, in a jacuzzi on the flow of life, knowing that everything is okay. Uh, the, the flow of life is just going through uh, through me and, and I just like to, to, to let it be. But this is the, the same at a, 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 a team level, department level or a company level. It's really a question of uh, surrendering, you know, of a let it be uh, experience. I know it can, it, can, it can feel strange for some people, but this is my uh, my personal real experience. I can testify about this. Yeah, and I think that what's interesting, if we can relate it to for, for others, anybody who's learned a musical instrument or um, uh, who's an athlete, has learned to practice anything, really, quite frankly, it takes time and you have to get into it. And actually, this is where the left and right brain hemispheres and the masculine and feminine aspects of the selves, you know, we, we work with them. We're not, we're not, when we say surrendering, we're not just sort of apathetic. Um, sitting there and allowing life to come to us. No, we're, we're working with it. We're going through a developmental process. We're learning our craft, but then we're letting go. 
like an athlete does when in the flow, like a musician does when in concert. And that is the sense of surrendering. That it doesn't mean to say we don't have to practice, we don't have to be diligent, we don't have to be aware and conscious uh, and develop our own practices and the own rituals and so forth. I mean, a lot of work has gone into creating the regenerative culture at AXA Climate, which, as you know, is just is still in its own uh, spiral of ever changing. Um, so I just wanted to clarify to the listener, surrendering is a vitally important part of this. It's actually what the whole metaphor of Jesus on the cross is representing, which we so often misunderstand. But it's it's a deep form of surrendering um, through practice, through a developmental unfolding. So talking of, of that surrendering, your own journey as a leader. I mean, we've obviously been, you know, engaging together. Um, you've been working with me as a coach. Any learnings that have come out for you along the way? Yeah, just before to come back to 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 your point, you're right because surrendering does not mean mean being passive. You know, it's more just like aikido. You know, it means that you receive something, and instead of resisting, you know, and uh, instead of doing uh, judo or, or doing karate, you know, you just accept that, and then you you respond to 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 the flow. Then this is the image is much more like like aikido. You know. And um, okay, I just wanted to precise. Yeah, that. Lovely, thank you. Um, yes, what I learned from our relationships, you know, I think <laughs> I read uh, when I discovered your, your your website. I think I read your five or six books uh, in just two weeks, you know, and uh, and then I came three times to the woods where you where you live, and we exchange uh, regularly, and. Um, at Axa Clement, Antoine is, is, is using the word of uh, epiphanies you know, very often. And, and that's why this word is now part of our culture. Then if uh, I if I think at three epiphanies that I that I have thanks to, to, to our relationships, the, the first one would be the the, the power of, of stillness, you know, because we all have overbooked diaries you know we go from meetings to meetings we've got dozens of problems to solve every day uh, we think we need to be in action doing a lot of things we have hundreds of overlapping thoughts in our mind and in fact the power is exactly in the contrary the power is in the stillness the power is in the silence between the thoughts you know because behind my thoughts there is this infinite creativity of the universe you know it is always there but we cannot access it because our mind is overcrowded with fear with egos uh, stuff you know and uh, this is when i do not think uh, when there is a stillness in my head you know that my best idea uh, uh, arrive the, the second epiphany, this is around, you know, this leadership dynamics in uh, in in your book, Rejective Leadership. I remember when I saw that diagram, you know, and, and the diagram was showing, okay, when self-awareness meets systemic awareness, it provokes emergence. And for me, it, it, uh, it was really an epiphany because I have always functioned like this. This is really at the intersection of my own feelings uh, and the overall perception of the situation that I take the best decisions. And um, reading the books and, and putting words to this allowed me to, to sharpen this disability. Concretely, it means that I take almost all my decisions thanks to this. Uh, and for me, this is another way of uh, 
knowing things, you know, it does not go through the head, but uh, this is something much more intuitive, uh, much more sensitive, uh, and much quicker than a traditional uh, analytical way. And um, the, the third epiphany uh, with you was um, about uh, chaos and, and, and creation. What I did learn with you is that a, a creative process can be uh, preceded by, by chaos. And that this is normal, you know, because um, the, the new order we are looking for is created by a period of, of disorders. And sometimes this is very hard because sometimes you just have the impression to be, you know, like in a washing machine uh, full of mess. It is very uh, complex. It's very hard. And and you could maybe um, have direction, you know, to, to, to fly, to, to freeze or to fight. But, but there is a, a, another option. This is just knowing that uh, uh, this creative process is uh, is normal. And, and um, when you know that uh, this uh, chaos is normal, again, you, you just surrender to, 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 to the process, you let it go, you stay concentrated you know, to, 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 to the flow, and then uh, something new emerges, and so something much better that I could uh, uh, not think about this before. And um, but, but maybe Jai, you could explain that better better than me. All this synergy and and synergy stuff. Gosh, well, yeah. Well, there's a lot of epiphany. I mean, <laughs> thank you. Um, I, I'm I'm quite um, humbled by what you've just shared. I'm just trying to digest it myself. The sort of three epiphanies of you know one the the, the power of of stillness and bringing that into the everyday, and two this sort of alchemy of self and systemic awareness really being at the heart of the emergent process of 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 life and and uh, the living systems way of being and third this sort of you know chaos actually or disorder and order and um, how actually there's dissonance and consonance going on and sometimes we seek harmony um, which is an important part of of life and yet life is actually slightly off harmony and seeking harmony and so actually what happens sometimes is we have dissonance that occurs and when dissonance occurs it can cajole us inside and make us feel uncomfortable and sometimes we like to think that we should maybe move away from that uncomfortableness and that's the ego or maybe even sometimes positive psychology tells us you know really just follow the, the flow the positive stuff and so we avoid some of the difficulties but some of those dissonances actually are the beginnings of a step change in your own mindset, in your own threshold crossing, and are vital to go through, to work through. So I suppose having the discernment of noticing when there's dissonance that's something to be avoided, and when it's dissonance that's a tension that needs to be worked through, what we call dinergy rather than synergy, um, that actually impels life, impels creation oh gosh there's lots here veronique and i'm conscious of time so i would like to finish if i may veronique because this has been a really rich conversation on any tips any little tips that you might have for others on the journey well my guess is that living system thinking skill you know will become the most valuable and the most wanted skill on linkedin in the coming years and my, my tip would be develop that capacity uh, train yourself on this living system thinking skill because it will change your pair of glasses 
And by doing this, your worldview will change. And if we all do this, this is the, the world that will change. Yeah, I love it. You've covered so much today in this really short podcast, the power of stillness, the art of surrendering Aikido style, enabling regenerative business to be universal and changing the glasses, seeing the world with fresh eyes. Thank you so much, Veronique. It's a real honor to walk with you on this journey. And thank you for everything that you're doing in the world. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to all the practitioners who are um, pushing for the regenerative practices for decades now, just like you. For more on Leading by Nature, you can follow me, Giles Hutchins, on LinkedIn and visit gileshutchins.com for free downloads of tools and practices for regenerative leadership and future fit business. Also, watch out for my latest book, Leading by Nature, The Process of Becoming a Regenerative Leader.